Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and I'm coming to you from the park today. Yes, I'm sitting here in my little truck and looking around at uh, the beautiful greenery and feeling like I'm outside going places and doing things. Wow, here's life on the outside. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, Sonny is at home today. He is uh, upstairs with Papa in, in his office, and um, uh, we just decided to divide. <laughs> and that way I could get a little bit more work done. And... Um, so all is well at this end. I um, had an interesting question from a fellow paper lover, and uh, that was, uh, what should I price my junk journals at? And I guess asked this question all the time. And um, uh, it's, it's a logical question, an obvious question. It's a great question, and here is my answer. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, there are certain things that are important in our lives. Often you hear about time and money. You can, you either have time or you have money. So um, I made this little phrase that we have, um, if you're going to uh, pursue something, if you're going to uh, create something, if you're going to sell something, if you're going to do anything, you have to assess initially how much time, how much money, and I also add how much energy and effort and peace of mind does it um, require from you and I think all of those things combined together can help you price your junk journals now junk journals can run the gamut in price um, you can find them for five or ten dollars you can find them for thousands of dollars um, the most expensive junk journal that I've ever seen myself was uh, Jibid Neary's the curiosity the old curiosity shop i think it was called and if you've never seen that you should take a look at it it's amazing and i believe it was priced around the thousand dollar mark and i personally think it was worth every penny when you see this thing it is jaw dropping um she has a video of it on youtube and i am assuming she sold it because it's gone i don't know um i don't know jibid but i was always frankly flabbergasted by her work she is an amazing artist amazing junk journalist so if you haven't checked out her stuff absolutely give yourself the gift of checking out Jibid Neary I, I believe you spell it J-I-B-I-D that's her first name her last name I believe is N as in Nancy E-A-R-Y um, but uh, so they run the gamut and it's um, I used to say, well, it's hours spent and materials used, but that does change with time because hours spent and materials used, your, um, the cost for your time um, can change as time goes on, depending on the more people, more eyes you get on your journals, um, odds are you're going to be able to charge more. And it's not about 
fame or fortune or anything like that, it, I think, boils down to how many eyeballs you actually get on your journals. Because I believe that there's a huge market out there for people who truly appreciate handmade things and they, there is a true fascination with junk journals because there's an inherent um, perceived value in a book and there's an extra inherent perceived value in a handmade book. Think about the original books that were made and how long it took for someone to make a book. This is before printing presses and all that type of thing. The, all the effort and the energy that I, I think they were monks back then in the I don't know, Franciscan, I have no idea. But way back when, when Friar Tuck, this is what I envisioned in my mind. I'm not even sure if he was a monk. Uh, But Friar Tuck, in my mind, maybe as a cartoon figure, uh, was making, it was probably not him, it was probably somebody else. But somebody was making books back then, and it was painstaking. And there was one copy, and you couldn't make make a mistake. If you made a mistake, the page had to be discarded, and you had to start again, and your calligraphy had to be perfect. And there was a lot of pressure making a book. Um, Thankfully, it's not as difficult. But the joy in making a book is definitely there. And I really want all the paper lovers out there to embrace the idea that, yes, you too can make a book. And it's not that hard. There are... um, many different ways that you can do it and find your happy place. There's lots of videos out there, lots of people showing you how to make uh, junk journals. Um, It's kind of an evolution from scrapbook making off into its own little subculture of junk journals. um, And it's expressed in one million different ways. And um, so yeah, just a short story about um, how I got started pricing junk journals. First of all, my reason for selling junk journals was because I made too many junk journals. They were become, they were taking over my home and I really had no choice. I was either going to have to stop making junk journals because I had already given one to every family and friend and anybody I knew, anybody that was around. So the logic came, it maybe it's time to start selling these things. And I really didn't ever think it, they were going to be something that would sell fast. It was such an odd thing a junk journal. What on earth is that? It's got the word junk in the first part of it. Um, You know, who's going to buy a junk journal? That's just crazy, right? Um, Who's going to buy my junk journal? Why would they think that my junk is worth buying? Um, You know, so there was a lot of uh, heavy concern in my brain that, well, maybe I like them and the people that i I forced slash gift forced them on slash gifted them to initially. Um, you know, maybe they were just being polite. Maybe they really, they really, you know, didn't like them or didn't know what to do with them. And they just, you know, my 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 great thing is they all became door stoppers. You know, uh, or do, like to hold door doors open. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, but then, um, you know, I said, okay, well maybe it's time to sell one. And my, my first foray it, truly into selling one was uh, we had a, a charity in our local town and they had a silent auction and um, uh, somehow I ended up donating a uh, junk journal for this auction and I had no idea what to price it. I'm like, you know, you're supposed to put a price on it, like a, a estimated value. And I'm thinking, huh, I have no idea. 
Um, but I'm thinking, well, silent auction, they're trying to raise money. I'm going to put it higher than I think I should because maybe they'll raise money for the auction. So that sounded grand and everything, right? So I think I put $125 on it uh, for no rhyme or reason other than I thought, yes, I, that would be exciting. And I believe the, the item sold. So I'm thinking, wow, somebody actually bought the junk journal. So maybe there are people who like these sorts of things out there. And I started to learn that don't try and prejudge what other people like. Um, And also, don't try and guess what other people will like. Um, Follow your own path and follow your dreams and, and do what you enjoy and you will find people who appreciate your stuff. Um, The whole trick is getting enough eyeballs on it so they can find it or see it or know of it. And um, like I've I've told you the story before of how I was gifting a journal to someone and that person kind of didn't know what it was and looked all squirrely-eyed at me. But there was a woman across the room who came bounding across the floor going, is that a junk journal? Oh my God, do you take orders? And, And I had no idea that there were others out there that were interested in these sorts of things. So I started to think, how can I connect with these people? How can I find them? Where are they? Where where do they live? Where are these people? So I started to look, obviously, on Etsy. We all know handmade things are sold on Etsy. That seemed like a logical place to start because I had no idea. I thought if I put up a website, nobody's going to know it's there. You know, um, I had no YouTube channel. So I put up a little Etsy site. And it was crickets, crickets, crickets for, you know, quite a while. I I was like several months. I actually had forgotten. I had put up a few things and, uh, you know, thank, uh, honestly, in the beginning, thank goodness, no, nothing sold because we were traveling and I left and, you know, somebody bought something while I was away. It would have been like a week or two before I got, I mean, I just had no idea. And then all of a sudden the little bell went off that meant something sold. And I, I, I didn't even know what the noise was at first. And the first one sold. I didn't even know what to price the first one at. I I, I looked around at um, eBay and Etsy and um, uh, other places that I could find where people were selling them. Like some, uh, I believe, Lindsay Zanor and Shawcraft One. They do they could sign journals for other people, so they sell them or show them. And I thought, okay, let me just get an idea of prices. And I realized I had no idea. And um, so I thought, well, I'm going to pot shot at 95. That sounded like a good number. I would be very excited if I got $95 for a junk journal. And uh, it, it sold. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So anyway, long story short, another one sold in about a week or two. And I'm like, uh-oh, something's going on here. Um, maybe there is a market. Maybe it's just a matter of getting enough eyes on it. So that led to the development of the YouTube channel for the Paper Outpost. And that helped a lot. Let me tell you, um, uh, that's where, you know, all of a sudden, eyes got on the journal. And that helps. Now, not YouTube is not for everybody. And I certainly respect, honor and understand that it's really not about um, how you get eyes in front of it. It's about just getting eyes in front of it. Maybe you have a good connection um, or a good association uh, with your church. And there are church events and bazaars and um, Christmas uh, 
events and festivities and things like that where you can be talking at a place and discussing about what you make and what you do or maybe you you join junk journal groups um, in Facebook and and there's places that you can sell your junk journals uh, through Facebook and Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and all these other uh, myriad of ideas or maybe you consign your junk journals in a local consignment shop that does handmade consignments we have a couple of those in town uh, maybe you go to craft maybe you set up at craft shows maybe you sell at school bazaars um, uh, you know there's a, a lot of different ways to do it um, number one it's important to get eyes on it number two it's more important to get the right eyes on it um, so here is where number of eyes is good you're going to find some people who are interested in your creations but how do you connect with people who understand the value of a junk journal? Well, let's look at global perspective first. Let's just let's let's uh, cast a wide net. First of all, people who are interested in books, people who are interested in journals, people who are interested in writing, people who are interested in scrapbooking. Start to think about these categories of people in your life or in your world. Where do they congregate? Where do they nest? Where do they talk amongst themselves? Where do they gather? Um, you may want to talk to local bookstores. You may want to talk to um, arts and crafts and hobby stores in your area. I mean, start to find out where the little touch points are in your area. I know, I know it's not easy with COVID right now to get out there and do anything. So maybe ask yourself, how can you do this online? Maybe it's Facebook Marketplace. Maybe it's Craigslist. Maybe, do you know there are a lot of Facebook pages dedicated to certain things, like certain ways to uh, sell things, to do things, to groups. Uh, get get involved in groups. If you're at home, online, um, you know, find out who's doing what, where. Start to make a list of categories where you think that people could gather that may have an interest in what you are producing. Maybe you make Harry Potter journals and maybe, um, you know, you want to find out where Harry Potter fans hang out on the internet. Uh, maybe that's, that's a good thing to explore. Um, and you're going to find that one thing leads to another and leads to another. And you're going to find your only little, your own little happy rabbit trail. Um, and, and you'll, you will find your way. And, um, so pricing of the journal, uh, I would say take into account very seriously how much time, how much money you have invested in your, um, uh, materials, um, energy, how much energy it takes for you to make it. Let's, let's face it at the beginning when you're just learning how to make junk, junk journals, every step is a huge like it's eating a mountain, you know, it's like, oh, I got to get my signatures aligned. Oh, I've got to get my cover so it doesn't fall off. I have to get my, my uh, pages to fit in the book, right? They're all lopsided. I, ha you know, there's all these little, little hurdles that everybody has to cross until you finally get, oh, now I get it. Oh, okay. Here's an easier way to do that. Or, or here's a technique I've never tried before. And I think I'm going to try that. So going, that's your energy. Okay. That's your energy invested. And then your effort is actually creating it. How long did it take you? I mean, honestly, I think my first journal, I want to say somewhere, I'm trying to remember now, it's like between two and four months um, to make my first journal. My first journal uh, that I actually gave somebody, it was for a wedding gift, um, was very big, 
and I put um, massive amounts of effort into every single page and I tried crazy things and goofy things and I probably didn't use all the right glue and it probably all popped off and fell apart at this point but um, she knows it and they know it was made with love so there you go but um, um, yeah, I mean and, and now um, you know after making quite a few journals it doesn't take me as long to physically make the journal but I still push my own envelope to try new things new designs new uh, creative ways to decorate pages um, things like that or when I'm actually uh, making my videos on, on the how-tos, on how to make different things for your journal, I'll actually make them and place them in a current journal. So the latest journal will have the latest and greatest, plus some of the old, because I have a large backstock of embellishments that I have made from making the uh, videos on what you can put in a junk journal. And um, so time, your, your effort... Uh, how long does it take you to make a journal of the quality that you're proud to sell? You have to take that into account. And uh, then the last thing I put is... Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, peace of mind. Does it bring you great joy to make the junk journal? Is it a terrifying, horrifying, scary, throat-choking moment, like a, a, a experience to create the junk journal? Now separate that from I'm nervous because I've never sold a junk journal and I'm wondering what people will think from I'm really not enjoying the process I don't like this I feel like there's it's like way too many pages to fill or you know I just it's I feel like all thumbs and I can't put the darn thing together no matter how you know what I mean you have to judge your own level of enjoyment of the process so that's the peace of mind if you feel better after completing a junk journal and you you kind of pat the book and you say job well done i i enjoyed this process there may have been points of struggle but i i uh persevered and i made it through and i'm on the other side looking at a completed junk journal book whether it's a chunky monkey or just a writer's journal which is blank page i call it a writer's journal it's just a blank pages but you can um uh you can you can write in chunky monkeys too i just uh, try to distinguish them so people understand what i'm talking about but the um and there's every kind of junk journal in between there's lightly decorated junk journals there's heavily decorated but flat junk journals which are decorated with a lot of rubber stamps and very thin things on the inside and then there are very chunky monkeys as we all know where you know the thing is ridiculously stuffed it just looks like um uh, a book that was stuffed by somebody back in the victorian era and it's your grand opportunity to go through and explore everything that they've saved their entire life and see what they tucked away in little corners and nooks in the book um kind of a look exploratory book um so yeah what to price a journal i would say take into account your time, your money invested, your energy, your effort, and your peace of mind, and then pick a price that you feel good about. Something that you could say, I would be happy with that if I sold it for that. Um, 
you can go extreme, you can go low ball, high ball. It has to be something where your heart, your soul feels like that would be okay with me. I would be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, it's not a, a number too low where I would be, ins- I would be insulting myself because I do know the energy and the effort and we all undercut our energy and effort and everything. Believe me, I, I, I see the junk journals that are out there for sale and I know people are underselling what they're truly worth. I, um, I understand we undervalue our time and our energy and our effort. And there's a great fear that, well, I don't have the right to charge more for it because it's junk. I mean, if somebody knew that I took apart packaging or I used junk mail to construct this, that would be, you know, how could I, how could I possibly charge for that? Um, and the thing about art is when you can create something from nothing, I think it's quite magical. And, uh, and, and sometimes it's not about what it was actually made of. And sometimes it is. But sometimes it's what, how, what you did with it. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, how many sculptures have you seen at the, you know, modern museum of art? It's all like soda cans and, you know, gears glued together uh, to make it look like a dinosaur. And it's amazing. So never undervalue yourself or uh, judge yourself harshly based on what you're making it from. I think we use the term very loosely, junk journal, because we are, a lot of us are at-home crafters and we're just grabbing what's close. Let's face it. Um, we're using junk mail, we're using old clothes, we're using packaging, we're, um, and then maybe we throw in a few little cutie pretties just to dress it up a little bit, and that's where the undervaluing occurs. Now, the other thing I'd like to add is that um, I can't tell you exactly what to charge for your junk journals. I just say, make a junk journal, put a price that you feel good about on it, and put it out there and see what happens. The market will tell you, and also your level of patience. Um, if you put a price on a junk journal and it doesn't sell, either you don't have enough of the right eyeballs on it, or it, maybe it's overpriced. That's a possibility too. If you put something out there and it sells right away, Maybe it's underpriced. Maybe you need to consider raising your price. Um, so you have to kind of uh, learn about gauging the market. Um, you don't get trapped into the trap of asking yourself, what would you pay for this? Okay, because the way you value something is not the way somebody else values something. Um, don't prejudge your audience. Let your audience let you know if you're on target or not and how much urgency how fast do you have to sell this yes we'd all like to sell it instantly but what if it doesn't sell instantly what if it sits there for a week three weeks uh two months six months a year does it matter to you as long as it sells um as time goes by more eyes come upon it more eyes come upon it as it is out there in the universe exposing itself figure out ways to get the right eyes on it pick a price that feels good to you that you can live with that you can say okay I can accept that and then let the market decide that is my best advice for you I hope that helps I know it's a it's a uh, it's a challenging question and we all come up against it if we're planning on selling our journals but one thing also I want to leave you with is that every time one of us sells a junk journal it's good for everybody because it spreads the 
notoriety that of junk journals, the awareness, the awareness that junk journals are out there and it's 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 that person is going to receive their junk journal and they're going to share it with their friend or their family member or give it as a gift or say to Sally Sue neighbor come on over look what I just got this the amazing thing let me show you some somebody made that yeah somebody made that oh my gosh that is so cool that would be so much fun I would love to learn how to do that and next thing you know the ripple effect occurs so rising waters what is it rising waters raise all boats um uh so it's a good thing the more junk journals that are made, the more junk journals that are given, the more junk journals that are sold, the more videos about junk journals that are made, this spreads the information to people who don't know about junk journals. As many of us that do know about junk journals, there are millions of people who have never heard of them. There are millions of people who have never thought about making a book, making their own book, making a book themselves with their own hands. And we need to get the word out. Yes, that is our mission. Okay, it may not be your mission, but it's my mission. I I think that's a, a really exciting thing if everybody made a book at least once in their life. So there, I will leave you with that. All is well at this end. And uh, if you're, I, I do have more fundals available. Um, I have, I just, I keep making them as they're going. And thank you so much for all your support with the fundals and the very, very kind reviews. And uh, it seems like you like them. So I'm really happy to hear that because that just, just makes me so happy. And I'm really thrilled to share these things with you. Um, I hope you find great joy in them. I put a few more in my Etsy shop. Um, and if you come by and you see uh, uh, one there, uh, feel free to grab it. And I I will do my best to keep them coming, but I I, thank you very, very much. And uh, so Sonny uh, got, uh, he didn't have to go swimming today. I I decided to give him a day off and let him just rest and recuperate. And um, we're going from here, uh, but he will be uh, swimming again and walking again tomorrow. He did go for his walk this morning. I just want you to know that. (laughs) And Holly, he is fine. He is uh, actually upstairs in Papa's office too. So he's got the entire zoo in his office, minus the lovebirds. So there's that little ditty. And I've got some cool things to show you um, from uh, just interesting things I have collected along the way. And I will um, be showing you those in some future videos coming up. I've got lots of great ideas for videos. So hang on tight. And we're coming into the holiday season. So who knows? All the bets are off. So have an amazing day. Remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. Take care.